Listening to this podcast is a beautiful way to gain insight and learn actionable steps that you can carry forward in your own life. But what if I told you there was a way for you to join in on the conversation? Well, here is your formal invitation to do just that. You can tap into a very free online community of like-minded people who came here to do the very same thing you did when you clicked play on this episode, to heal, grow, and expand their knowledge. And they are just as excited to talk about what they are hearing on this episode. I would be so honored to have you join us each week in a live group call over on the Peanut app. And if the thought of having to talk to a group makes you want to bury your head in the dirt, don't worry. Your participation is absolutely not required. You are more than welcome to just listen in on the live pod. If you are new to the Peanut app, it is a safe space for women to connect. Whether you're navigating fertility, pregnancy, motherhood, or just seeking a supportive community, Peanut provides access to that community filled with like-minded individuals who are there to listen, share information, and offer valuable advice. And they just so happen to have a live podcast feature, which is where you will find me discussing these topics among that community. The link for the Peanut app and my Root and Rise Peanut group are in the show notes for you. I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts on today's episode and introducing you to this loving online community that I've built. And if you have any suggestions for topics you want to discuss in future pods, I would love to hear from you. Now, let's get into the show. Hi, friend, and welcome to the Root and Rise podcast. My name is Brienne, and with each episode, I intend to plant some seeds of insight, help you water them with love, and send you off with a little extra light to help you root and rise. Today, we are back in this series on becoming a mother to talk about the postpartum period. But first, I would like to acknowledge you, my listener and friend, for being here with me today. You are the reason for this podcast. I appreciate your presence, and I'm really excited to help you root and rise. As you know, this series has taken longer to publish than I would normally like. I mentioned before that this is due to motherhood and just generally having more on my plate than I am used to. Another reason for the delay is that somewhere along the way, my son hit a button on my recording application and all of my audio for this entire series was messed up. Being the perfectionist that I am, I have spent weeks trying to fix it and I'm still not completely happy with the way it sounds. I can almost guarantee an episode in the near future on overcoming perfectionism, as that has been my current lesson in life. Yes, in retrospect, I probably should have just re-recorded it. But here we are. It has been a good test in overcoming perfectionism and a lesson that I will hopefully pass along to you next. My audio may not be perfect, but my message is still full of love and light for you. To be honest, the hardest part wasn't actually labor or delivery for me, although that was challenging. It was the postpartum period that truly tested my strength. You have just exhausted yourself to bring life into this world. You are healing and adjusting. Everything you know has changed. Your entire world has changed. And that transition can be more painful than childbirth itself. When you see Instagram photos from after birth, you usually see a look of pure bliss, makeup done, hair brushed. It looks like a dream, but it's not always as blissful as you see or hear. Social media can create the perfect image to show you a moment that doesn't accurately display reality. The reality is usually tangled hair covered in sweat and who knows what other fluids. 
and just completely frazzled. I can't speak for anyone else's postpartum experience, but I will speak for my own. I did not want any visitors, which was fortunate because it was during the pandemic and no visitors were actually allowed. I didn't want to talk to anyone or even share news of the birth. I was in a dark place, overwhelmed and exhausted. I knew that my husband and support system were so excited, but I just couldn't meet them in that excitement. Don't get me wrong, I have wanted this baby for so long, and wanted a boy even. Of course, I wouldn't want anything other than to have my baby boy healthy and earthside. But this darkness and exhaustion was consuming. That lack of excitement made me feel like I was a bad mother. I began parenting with this deep feeling of guilt and convinced myself that there was something wrong with me. I wasn't myself. After giving birth, you are needing to recover from the trauma of childbirth while immediately being tossed into parenthood. This is an incredibly vulnerable and raw time for new mothers. It makes sense that you may not be ready to entertain guests, even if you had originally planned to. But do consider taking those people up on their offers of food or breaks for you to nap, even if it's just a rain check for later on. I can tell you, those breaks are priceless and much better gifts than any of the physical ones that you will receive at your baby shower. During this period, you are exhausted and sleep-deprived. People will tell you to sleep when the baby sleeps, but that will feel impossible. If you aren't struggling with insomnia, you might end up feeling like you should use this time to do the dishes, tackle that mountain of laundry that's building up, or if you're feeling really fancy, shower. Sleeping when the baby sleeps sounds great in theory, but not always possible in practice. In this time, you are learning how to be a mother. This means that you are meeting your baby and meeting this new version of yourself. This new responsibility of yours is nonstop. No one teaches you how to care for a newborn. You are having to respond to your newborn's needs around the clock. It's exhausting and overwhelming. Add a baby's crying into the mix, and it's enough to bring you to your knees. Even if you have a good support system, you will be taking on more than you are used to, and likely more than anyone else, including your partner. Because of this, it's lonely. This loneliness comes in the middle of the night when you are the only one awake to feed your baby, and during the day when you're on maternity leave but your partner has returned to work. During these most challenging and lonely times, it's not always the best time to call your support system. They are probably sleeping or at work. Even then, for as lonely as you are, you still might not want to see or talk to anyone when you do get a chance. It took me six weeks to even call my dad. That is crazy for me, because if you have followed my story, you know how close I am to him. You are working through so many emotions at this time. You are going to cry. Like, a lot. You will cry in the middle of the night, during dinner, and in the shower, if you're lucky enough to shower that day. You'll cry all by yourself, and also with your baby as they cry. And you'll cry because you're happy, or for no reason at all. It will seem absolutely uncontrollable, and I'm here to tell you, that is normal. At one point, while I was still in the hospital, my husband had to leave early in the morning due to military orders. I offered to stay up all night with our newborn and did not accept his help so he could sleep. 
As you might expect, he woke up at 4.30 a.m. to me sobbing uncontrollably because our son had been cluster feeding, basically breastfeeding nonstop, and I had not slept at all that night. I was crying because I was tired and crying because I didn't have a mom. This is not something that often brings me to tears, as I have spent my entire life used to not having a mom. Part of this is due to hormones. Yes, I hate blaming anything on hormones. I know we talked about this in the pregnancy portion of this series, but it's true. Your hormones are still leveling out and normalizing at this time. They are running your emotions and actions, and the sooner that you accept this, the easier it will be to just go with the flow. It will take months before your hormones return back to normal. In fact, Parents.com reports six months postpartum is a good estimate for when your hormones might go back to normal. I'm currently six months postpartum and still dealing with my own hormone issues. I will be the first person to admit that they have impacted my mental health up to this point. Sometimes the postpartum time can be so overwhelming that you might need just a little extra help, even if everything has gone according to plan. It might be more than just the baby blues that you hear everyone talking about. This is where you feel sad or moody for a few weeks following birth. When those baby blues don't go away, you might need a little extra support. For me, it took about six weeks to come out of my dark place, three months for the fog to clear, and four months to learn how to love myself again. During this entire time, I was in therapy. We're going to go into it a little bit further, but if you find yourself experiencing postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety, postpartum rage, or anything that is too overwhelming to handle on your own, please, please, please talk to your physician about your mental health. And do try to be as open as you can with your partner and support system. Start getting that team together for you. They are there to help you. Postpartum mental health is something that is stigmatized, and it's not fair. It's something that many women deal with, even celebrities like Reese Witherspoon, Drew Barrymore, and Adele. They have all spoken out about it. Brooke Shields even wrote a book on postpartum depression. And postpartum anxiety can be pretty common among new moms as well. I remember reading that some parents watched their baby while sleeping to make sure that they were still breathing, and I knew I wasn't going to be like that. But I was wrong. I still find myself checking up on him at night, trying to see if his chest is rising and falling when he is sleeping. We ended up getting an outlet sock to ease my mind after not being able to sleep well for the first few weeks. Being a new mom in the middle of a pandemic just adds even more anxiety into the mix. I gave birth to my son in Hawaii, where the numbers were pretty controlled and it felt generally safer than the rest of the United States. But I found myself anxious to the point of anxiety attacks at the thought of anyone coming near my son. Even going to a grocery store made me anxious because people were closer than I was comfortable with. I was afraid to leave the house, and honestly still am since the numbers continue to climb. When all of these ideal expectations don't go to plan, or your baby just won't go the F to sleep, you might experience some postpartum rage. You might find your blood boiling over something that you'd usually have a lot of patience for. Or you might end up lashing out at your partner in a situation you'd normally remain calm. I am not an angry person by nature. I'm generally very cool, calm, and collected. But I found myself becoming unreasonably angry in situations that might have just caused me to be frustrated. As I've mentioned before, it turned out that my hormones were all out of whack. 
but I didn't know for at least two months because I was too embarrassed to admit how much anger I really was experiencing. Postpartum rage can stick around longer than you are used to intense feelings lingering. And it can be harder to shake off these feelings. Sometimes it can become so bad that you even think about hurting yourself or others. If you reach this point or any other point that is too overwhelming to cope with, please call the National Helpline at 1-800-662-HELP. That's 1-800-662-4357. Talk to your physician, step away, and call a loved one. Reach out to someone, please. That is your first step. And we can't talk about postpartum mental health without talking about postpartum depression. I felt like a zombie for the first six weeks. Like I mentioned before, I couldn't even call my dad for that long, let alone talk to anyone else. Thankfully, my husband took pictures of our son during that time because I didn't want to take any myself. I appreciate looking at them now, but in those moments, I could barely get by and didn't feel a desire to do anything. This and all of the other emotions that come along after childbirth can make a lot of women feel like they're not connecting with their baby, their partner, or even themselves. Really, I didn't know who I was anymore. I didn't recognize myself when I looked in the mirror. My body had changed. It felt different to me. Ruined. Your baby was a part of you. Now that part of you is apart from you. My body felt empty, yet too full. I expected the weight to just fall off after birth, because everyone tells you that breastfeeding just makes it all fall off of you. But no one tells you that you still still look pregnant after giving birth, and that you most likely won't be fitting into those pre-pregnancy clothes as soon as you expected to. You might end up in a weird in-between size, too small for maternity, but not small enough for your old clothing. But let's be real, who has time or energy for exercising with a newborn? You don't even get cleared for that until your six-week postpartum appointment, assuming that you're healing well. I wasn't cleared until eight weeks, but I can tell you, that I was not ready to jump back into exercising like I thought I would. It was walking and light yoga for me. Don't try to rush the healing process. And definitely don't have sex earlier than you are cleared for. I have been struggling to accept my postpartum body. I used to cringe when my husband tried to touch me because I was so ashamed and embarrassed by this seemingly changed body. He has continually been directing me back to my episode on promoting body acceptance during pregnancy And really, he's on the right track. The process for accepting your postpartum body isn't that far off. I'm slowly getting back to a more confident place, and we'll be sharing more of that journey with you as well. But even when you are cleared for sex, sex after vaginal birth is going to be uncomfortable, at the very least. I'll be honest, it will probably hurt. You'll get through it, and it will get better the more that you do it. But that's the tricky part. Who has the time and energy to be having sex all of the time? And when you do, it can be hard to move past the changes that you face down there. I personally struggled with my sexy bits now being used in a new way. I pushed a baby out of one, and I was feeding a baby with the others. When I first started using Clubhouse, I joined a room that was for body positivity. I quickly realized that it was very specifically body positivity for your down there special bits. It ended up being everything that I needed in my life. These amazing women reminded me that my sugar bowl, as they called it, 
brought sweet life into this world. And that is the single most powerful thing that my body is capable of doing. It is the most precious thing on this planet. Men have fought wars over that sugar. Women are truly magical. The other piece that I was having a hard time overcoming was that my breasts were now being used for breastfeeding. It can be hard to view them as sexy again when you are spending more time than an actual full-time job trying to breastfeed your newborn. It can also make you very tender, which isn't exactly something that you'll enjoy in the bedroom. And for those mothers who aren't able to breastfeed, you can view them with anger. They might not be producing enough milk, if any at all. Or maybe milk isn't the problem, but it's your baby's latch that is creating problems. Whatever the reason, you might be feeling like a failure for not being able to breastfeed. But as I mentioned in my article on breastfeeding, this is not true. Fed is best. Just remember that you are feeding your baby. That is all they know and all they need. You are a good mother for feeding your baby, no matter what that looks like. Also, let's talk about the realness of personal hygiene, or lack thereof, in the fourth trimester. I honestly can't tell you the last time I showered. Dry shampoo and coffee are holding my life together at this point. It's not that I never get a break or help from my husband to shower. It's just that showering ends up being on the bottom of my priority list. It's the mountain of laundry or the dirty kitchen that are stressing me out, not a lack of showering. I will say this doesn't do much for my body image. When I do have time to take a shower, brush or braid my hair, or maybe even put a little bit of makeup on, I feel like a full human again. Until the clock strikes midnight and the spell is broken. But I get it. It's not always easy to accept your body, your bits, or any of the other new changes that come along with a new baby. You will experience postpartum hair loss, and you might pee a little every now and then when you sneeze. There will be days that you feel ugly or don't even recognize yourself. But that is all pretty normal and to be expected when you are adjusting after childbirth. Your body is capable of getting to a place where you will feel normal again, no matter how impossible that seems right now. As with anything in life, no normal stays the same forever. Everything is evolving and growing. This is a new normal, a new and improved normal. In the next part of this series, we will talk about adjusting into this new normal, what feelings to expect, meeting yourself as a mother, and so much more. Continue on with me in this journey through motherhood. Thank you for tuning in to the Root and Rise podcast. As always, I am so grateful to have you here with me today. I hope that this has brought you some insight and inspired you to root and rise in your own life. I love hearing from you. So please follow me on Instagram at Root and Rise podcast and be sure to send your comments, questions, or just reach out to say hello. I love making new friends. If you would like to review notes on today's episode, head over to rootandriseblog.com. Make sure to subscribe. And if you loved what you heard today or know someone who would benefit from hearing it, please take a screenshot and tag me to share this on your social media. My name's Brienne, and until next time, I'll be sending you so much light so you too can root and rise.